boys is back. Oh, oh. The boys is back. Yeah. We're back. And we on the attack. Let's go. Yeah. It's your boy Art Dog and your homeboy MJ Gunner here with another episode of the Sons of Legends. Welcome, people. What's cracking like out there in the world? Uh, Hey, we about to get into some of this wrestling news. Y'all know how it goes every week. We got to hit y'all with the good stuff. And we're going to kick it off with a straight steamy subject. You already know what it is. Everybody knows that the WWE promoted a six-pack challenge on Raw. And that six-pack challenge did not happen. And there are reasons behind why that six-pack challenge did not happen. And we are here to tell you guys what we heard. Alright, so basically it didn't happen because Sasha and Naomi, uh, they, they pretty much walked out, man. They said, F this, we out of here. Okay, know? so reports are coming in that um, starting off, uh, Sasha and Naomi are pretty much, number one, mad because they are not focusing on the tag team titles anymore. We all know what it is that WWE hates tag teams. Let's just put it out there. Let's stop beating around the bush. WWE hates tag team. Either they're going to break you up, they're going to break you up, or they're going to break you up. Pretty much. And if they don't break you up, then, you know, they, they don't really even put the emphasis on tag teams that are together. You know, it's like good luck getting a good run if you even if you don't even if it don't break you up. Right. If you if you don't if you actually are hopeful and don't get broken up, you could be those souls. Could very be the slim new day. chance. You know, you could be the new day or you could be the ascension. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it's a toss up every single time. You never know. Now the plan was Number one, they were going to basically have Naomi pin Sasha Banks to go on to face Ronda Rousey at Hell in a Cell. Like, uh, the Bianca ba- Belair. Bianca no. Belair at Hell in a Cell. And then they were going to have Sasha go to SmackDown and face Ronda Rousey. That's, that's the stuff that was uh, being thrown out there. And if that's the case, then I do not blame them for being upset. Not one bit. And they tried to rework things where they wouldn't, you know, split up the tag team or anything. They wanted to work a program with Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, mm-hmm. uh, you know, put emphasis on the titles. And apparently that didn't happen. And so basically uh, they supposedly had came to an agreement where they wouldn't break them up and they, you know, would still go on and do the six-pack challenge. And then all of a sudden that blew up. And they ended up in John Laurinaitis's office, suitcases in hand, put the titles on the desk, and walked away. Yeah, the, that's basically what we're hearing so far. And as I said, I don't exactly blame them. You know, I say it on this show almost every single week. The tag team division does not get the spotlight that it should. And to have said tag team champions 
going after singles championships. Singles championships, nine times out of ten, they're not going to win anyways. It does not make any sense. Like, it why kills, are they doing this? Yeah, it kills me that they try to use champions as enhancement talent. Um, they do it every week. With Sasha Banks, at least. I mean, I said this yesterday. The four horsewomen are pretty much the pillars of WWE's women's division. It's been like that for a while. They're one of they're some of the only Grand Slam women's champions that are active right now. Right, besides you know? Asuka, that's yeah, about besides Asuka, and you wouldn't see people like Charlotte Flair or Bailey or Becky Lynch dropping meaningless singles matches to people that they really should not be losing to. Exactly. Sasha like, Banks has done that twice since she's won the, the the women's tag team titles. You know, with Liv and then with Shanna ba- with Shanna Baszler. And there's nothing against Liv Morgan and Shanna Baszler. I'm a big fan of both of them. But you don't see Charlotte Flair losing to him when she was a tag no, I mean, team with Oscar. They didn't really have the machine behind either one of these women. You know, Liv is yet to be established. And all they've done since Shayna Baszler's been on the main roster is try to kill her singles credibility. Like, at the, at the, at the spots that they're in, they should not have gotten them wins over somebody as seasoned and as decorated as Sasha Banks. And, and a champion. And a champion. Right now. She's a champion right now, and it's not being treated as such because Naomi's getting all the pinfall wins in the singles matches, and Sasha Banks is getting the wins in the championship matches, but she hasn't got a singles win since she got the title. I, I, what I think it is is they try to play it like if you're a tag team, then you know what happens to you in singles matches doesn't really matter. Then why even have them in them? Like, I don't get that. My thing is, why are you trying to force a breakup between the only women's tag team that you have? That is literally, at this point, it's only three tag teams. There's uh, Dewdropping and Nikki Ash. Mm-hmm. There's Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. And there's the Boss Glow. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And Sasha and Naomi have done a fantastic job as tag team champions. And making people opinion. at least care about them anymore. Yeah, care about the titles anymore. And true to WWE fashion, as soon as the tag team's doing well for themselves, it's time to pull the trigger on the breakup. I, that's BS, to be completely honest with you. And, you know, having Naomi face off against Bianca Belair at the Hell in a Cell's pay-per-view it does not make sense to me. If that was the way that they were going, then I do not blame them for not wanting to do that. You know, they're women's tag team champions. We already, they already skipped backlash and didn't have a yeah. women's tag team title match. And to be honest, Nikki Ash and Dewdrop shouldn't have been in there anyways either. You know, they put them together. They're supposed to be going after the women's tag team champions. You know, what's going on? They're having a six-pack challenge when the storyline is already built. And they could have just done with the singles Becky, match anyways. With Becky, Bianca, and Asuka, the, the story is already there. Like, they should have just done the singles match to begin with. That's what they did. That's what they ended up doing. They should have just done Becky versus Asuka. So, after Sasha and Naomi walks out, WWE is actually, like, putting them on blast. That's the part that kind of confuses me. They had Becky Lynch say mm-hmm. that 
Sasha and Bianca walked out. They had Corey Graves say it, and they made a statement online. Like, if this was real, real, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen them actually cut a statement, like, while it's happening, you know, like, before the show's even over, they're cutting their statement saying, you know, what went down. You know, that's why some people are saying that this is a work. It it could be. I mean, it could be. We don't have all the but details. But we've also, you know, seen where they've had to cover their tracks with yeah. things like the Montreal screw job and, you know, Stone Cold walking out on Brock Lesnar. Right. And, you know, they've this it's not like it's not happened before. People are acting like it's never happened before. I've never seen it happen like within the span of a show. You've never seen it happen happen. During the show. Exactly, during the show. But then again, they didn't have this stuff back then when that stuff was happening. Exactly. they Like, the internet wasn't a, a thing thing, and even if it was, like, people weren't talking like they are now. hmm Where when something happens, you can react to it in real time. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just a different ball game these days. But, I mean, I don't know if I blame them or not for what they did. You know what I mean? Because there's still a professional way to go about it. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And, you know, maybe taking your ball and going home isn't the right way to go about And this isn't Sasha's first time at doing it. And she's starting to gain a reputation of walking out all the time. Well, I don't blame her for knowing her way for sticking up for herself. I really don't. Especially when they try to play her off like she's, like, you know, she shouldn't be near the top of the card and she's she she's she, as decorated as she is and she, she has been playing ball. For them yeah. to for them to kill a singles run to put them in a tag team to kill the tag team really doesn't make sense. You know, and like I said before, you know, it's to me it's about her knowing her worth. You know, she's better than that and she knows it. And she's not going to continue to just sit around while you do whatever and make her look bad. Well, I definitely don't want certain people to get their paws on her. I believe she'll thrive if she did leave the WWE. She would I would follow her just about anywhere. I don't I don't I don't think AEW is a good fit for anybody right now. I, I think they I think they need to chill back with what they got. That wouldn't be ideal for me, to be honest with you, to, for, there, for her to go over there, but I'd watch her matches. I would love to see a Sasha Banks-Tasha Steele's rivalry. I love it, man. Impact Wrestling is thriving right now, and should they let her go, that'd be a good spot. That's, that's where I personally would like to see her. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where she would end up. My guess is Japan. Because she had, the first time she left, she was doing a lot of training Mm -hmm. in Japan and things like that. She has a fascination with the Japan, Japanese strong style. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that Sasha Banks would go to Japan. Well, I'd have to figure out how to watch. And, you know, it's like I said, you know, I can continue to say you know, with the way WWE does tag teams and the tag team division as a whole, I'm not finding it too hard to believe that people that uh, really put themselves into their tag team and they work hard to make this work and then they try to 
pull the rug from underneath him. I'm not, I'm not find, trying to, I'm not finding it hard to believe that they'd be uh, kind of tired of that and they wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, the the women's tag titles hasn't been treated the best. I mean, there's no really mid-card title that had... I can't think of a title that's been treated the best at this point at all in WWE. I'd still vote for the for the WWE uh, the biggest title. I wouldn't because it hasn't been defended or anything or even talked about since he won it. Well, you know, it is... I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make this more into a a main event thing to where you don't see it all the time. And I understand that. But you see it all the time. It doesn't mean it gets defended all the time. Like, it shouldn't be defended on a He shouldn't be wrestling. He shouldn't be wrestling six-man tags in the main event of pay-per-views either. No, I mean, I'm not even talking about Roman Tuff. I'm talking about, like, you shouldn't see that title be defended on a random SmackDown or a Raw or a smaller pay-per-view. Well, you know? you That's a big title feel. You didn't see his title defended at that anyway. You didn't see the Universal title defended at a regular Raw or SmackDown or any of that stuff. So you can't put that, that up there. I'm saying they haven't put any emphasis on it. They haven't barely even mentioned it since he had it. Now they're putting all the emphasis on the tag team unification match, putting all that into it, and then taking it from us and then giving it back and then they're going to take it again. The simple fact that it's on SmackDown just pissed me off. I was going to get into that. I really was. Go ahead. Another slap in the face. Another one. Like that unification match should be taking place on a pay-per-view. Like, let's save it for Hell in the Cell. Like, that is a big fight feel. Now, and it should not be happening on a, on a Randall SmackDown. And at this point, we know for a fact it's not going to end justly. I'm hoping that we don't get a definitive winner. And We're not going to. At the Hell in the Cell. We're not going to get a definitive winner. Well, and, that, and the fact that we know that because they put it on SmackDown makes it worse. Just like how you said about people defending the NXT title on the main roster. Mm-hmm. We know that it's not going to change hands on the main roster. Right, right. I get, you know, the, that's the, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, I'm trying to think of what I called it. I can't really think of what I called it, you know. They kind of take away the, the believability of that happening, you know. Exactly. Not, you know, we all knew we're not going to kn- see. We know that Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan is going to be a fire match. But yeah. then when you put the NXT title on the line, we automatically know who's going to win. Yeah, you basically don't even have to watch the match to know what's going to happen. Exactly. The predetermined part is put right in the forefront. Yeah. And it takes the element of surprise out. Right. Completely. And that's what they just did with this SmackDown unification match. We know that it's not going to end right. And we know they're going to do it over and over and over until they finally get a definitive winner at some major pay-per-view, which they could have just saved it for anyway. Truth be told, I hope that they do. I hope we do get winners at Hell in a Cell. You know, I could, I could, uh, I could excuse one time. You know, Roman gets involved, whatever. We'll do this again on the big stage. And let's unify these titles. The simple fact that they're trying to save Drew and Roman for the big stadium show Mm -hmm. or whatever, like, they're already trying to drag storylines out that we making it where the element of surprise is already taken out of it. No one's looking like a contender because you're letting Roman Reigns get pinfalls that he doesn't even need. Yeah. You're not building anything at this point. So... I mean, what do you what what do they expect us to do? 
at this point. Everything that we love about the show, they're trying to take it away from us. Right, I get that. So that's the point. What do you do at that point? Do you still like... Because it's like they're trying everything in their power to make us not like it. I... I kind of believe that at this point. Yeah, it's like they're trying everything in their power to see if they can lose viewership. And then if they do, they'll put on something good. You say it all the time. They enjoy playing with our emotions. It's one thing. That's the only thing that a billionaire has to entertain him. He has everything in the world that he could possibly buy, that money could buy. What's the one thing you can't buy? People's emotions. Right. But that's just messed up, man. So they play with them. They play with people's emotions. And WWE is very good at it. They've been doing it for years. It's not like they can't put on good shows. WrestleMania was awesome. Yeah, that's definitely true. You know, I don't understand. You know, it's like... It's like I said. I don't know if I said it on the show. I think I did say it on the show last week. It's like the the shows on TV are not so great, but then the pay-per-views are always really good. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I'm going to stop caring about how great the pay-per-view is because I'm not sucked in because of the stuff that exactly. I'm getting on Raw and SmackDown. I, I always feel the same way. I'm like, even though the shows are crap, most of the time I skip past, fast forward the shows, right. watch through them, watch highlights. Like, it takes mm-hmm. me two days, two or three days to watch through a Raw or a SmackDown mm-hmm. because you're starting and stopping because it gets boring, you stop paying attention, and then, you know, since we report on it, we have to watch it. Right. So we're sitting there pretty much going through the motions, but then a pay-per-view happens, and we're like, this is going to suck, mm-hmm. and then we're pleasantly surprised. And that's only because our expectations are, are down low. so low. Yeah. That's what happened at WrestleMania Backlash. I came in expecting nothing, and they gave me something, and I was happy. And that's the thing, like... And I don't want to live like this anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the way I want to watch wrestling. <laughs> we want to be excited, like, oh, I can't wait exactly. for Raw next week. I remember those, like, those times where when Raw went off the air, I was still, like, beaming with excitement. Like, that wasn't that wait. long ago. I was, that was only a few years ago for me. I, I liked Raw and SmackDowns from back then, 2015, 16, 17, etc., yeah, because you know. I can remember like John Cena's old U.S. Open Challenge. Yeah. You never know who would come out and you knew it was going to be a banger every time. Right. And it was just certain things like the storylines were a lot stronger right. back then. You had people showing up at each other's houses yeah. and, you know, their wives were involved mm-hmm. and all types of stuff. And the stories are getting weaker and weaker and weaker. The funny thing is, like the best stories are the goofy ones. Like Kevin Owens. <laughs> he kills me every single week. Oh, man, KO is a national treasure, and he's not even an American national treasure. Yeah, he's, he's a Canadian. He's, a, he's no. a Canadian national treasure. Don't get it twisted. He's a world national world treasure. world national treasure. But that's where the treasure came from, Canada. Exactly. But I'm saying, his storyline with him... American out, American Academy, I mean Alpha Academy, Alpha Academy, and, and, and Ezekiel. Ezekiel. They kill me every single week. Every <laughs> week, KO is just gold. Yeah. Like it shows that they can do good stuff. With that the keeps right you people. entertained. They just have to give the right people the right stories to run mm-hmm. with. Because with this KO and Ezekiel thing, it's supposed to be old by now. Exactly. 
And I am so entertained by it that I can't wait till the next week to see what kind of what what he's gonna pull off to prove that he's Elias. <laughs> Barbecue sauce on, on the lie detector thing. That was hilarious. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He said he's supposed to be the smartest man. Right. And you didn't notice barbecue sauce on on the lie detector. Oh my god! I mean, him saying that he met Elias's mom and she never said anything about having any other kids. Yeah, and another bright spot for the WWE is, in my opinion, RK Bro. Like, don't get it twisted. I'm looking like they're doing a good job with this feud with them and Usos. Like, I'm looking forward to this unification match because I have every uh, inkling to believe it is going to be fire. I cannot wait to see it. How much do you freaking love Randy Orton? I love Randy Orton. I love Riddle. He's freaking hilarious, man. <laughs> he got he got Sami Zayn this week on SmackDown. <laughs> and he, he, uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, he says he's going to start calling him Rusty because his, his, uh, his hair is a rusty color. And the entire crowd's going, Rusty, Rusty, <laughs> Rusty. And of course, you got Pat McAfee to hyping it up on commentary. Pat McAfee's yeah. treasure, too. Yeah, and I'm... then on SmackDown this week, Riddle wrestles Sami Zayn. And then the, the crowd starts going, Rusty sucks, Rusty sucks, Rusty sucks. And, oh, man, I mean, that's hilarious. He's, Riddle has always had something. Everybody knew it. Randy was the first person, person to point it out when they had that match on Raw. He goes, there's something there. Let's run with it. Mm-hmm. And he was right. It's money. It's money. RK Bro is money. The merchandise, the, the CGI, the way that they work together. He's turned Randy into a lovable face all over again. Yeah. You know, I've never seen Randy Orton be this happy-go-lucky person, you know? Not even his face runs, you know? He didn't really smile. Right, he was a more of a right. cocky. He's more of a, you know, even his face runs, you know, he's cold, he's cynical, you know? He's the tough guy face. We've never seen him smile this much. Right, right. He's We've having never fun, seen him tell. play with the audience. Right. We've never seen him, like, kids love him. Every, like, I mean, right now, he's showing that he can have, like, a super face run. And not only that, Riddle is being brought to a level of Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. And it's only been a few years that Riddle has been there. And he wasn't really the guy that I was looking to to be the major player mm-hmm. coming from NXT during his era. I mean, there were guys like Pete Dunne and Adam Cole and Roderick Strong and mm-hmm. Aleister Black and all these guys. And, and Riddle just you know, was kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit. I didn't really like Riddle in NXT. You know, I thought it was all right. You know, the bros are they're cool, you know, whatever. You know, but since he moved to the main roster, you know, I've started, he's growing on me. He's growing on me a lot. I really like Riddle these days. I already liked Riddle's wrestling style. I had to get used to his speech, his persona, because mm-hmm. I felt like it had been done over and over again with the Rascals and mm-hmm. RVD. And there was always a stoner character somewhere. Right. He just had to put his own twist on it. And I love the dumbed down, like, whatever whatever they're talking about in the ring, he's talking about, like, spaghetti or something. <laughs> he's talking about donuts. Yeah. And, and calling Randy different names. I got a cool <laughs> scooter that you can come out with. That's hilarious. And yeah, but RK Bro is one of the bright spots. Yeah. I mean, there, 
I want to say I, I want Bobby Lashley and Omos and MVP to be a bright spot because they're trying so hard to kind of save face with both of them. Yeah. But it, that's the reason it's not working is because they're trying so hard to save face with both of them. And it feels like the only casualty in this storyline is Cedric Alexander. Ha! Every <laughs> single week. It never fails. <laughs> God, man, why can't they just let them let it go? Why can't they just let them realize that I can just do my own thing and I don't need the Hurt Business to get brought back together? Every week. Every week, Cedric Alexander <laughs> comes out there and takes the biggest bump known to man. And when he's not doing that, he's on his knees begging MVP to put the Hurt Business back together. Man, he, he's better than that. I'm just saying, they don't realize what they have in people like Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. Drew Gulak. They are putting these guys through the ringer and it's a, I I can get why they stay because the money's good. You know, they're still being featured on TV still, Mm -hmm. you know, so their names are still being brought up, but you know, how much damage are you going to do to somebody before people stop believing in them? Yeah, I think Cedric Alexander's kind of flirting with that line. Oh, he's I think he's already past the line where people stop believing in him. Yeah. It's just fans of his like, like us. I couldn't see him uh, getting a good run at WWE even if even if they started pushing him now. Like I, I doubt it. You know, yeah, I couldn't I, really be able I wouldn't really be able to take him seriously, seriously. I think there's only one move they could possibly make with him. What's that? I think that they could immediately turn them like super heel, have them attack like MVP and everybody pretty much, send them to SmackDown, have them bury Ricochet, who's already buried anyway, for that Mm -hmm. title, for the Intercontinental title, and actually have a run with it. Because the Intercontinental title is not doing anything, so anybody that you put it on will get a fresh start. But that's the thing. We thought it was going to be a fresh start when they put on Ricochet. No, we didn't. I did. I didn't. I didn't. Not straight off of Shinsuke. I felt like whoever... He did it off Sami Zayn. Yeah, see, I felt like Sami Zayn would have had an actual... But to have someone beat him the next week, I felt like Ricochet was going to lose it the next week. That's what they're doing with the Intercontinental title, you know? And no emphasis on that either. Yeah, he's having title defenses, but he's not having meaningful feuds for the Intercontinental title. And I don't, even, I don't even really consider what he's doing having a title defense because technically he's fighting the same two people. I mean, the, the Intercontinental title was on the line against Jinder Mahal and the Intercontinental title was on the line against, against Shanky. Shanky. You cannot dispute that those are defenses of the Intercontinental title. They are defenses of the Intercontinental <laughs> title. We cannot say that he's not defending them. We can say that it's not what easy. you said, if you have just matches, mm-hmm. no story, no, no promo, no nothing, you just come out and you're like, this match is for the Intercontinental title. We're like, what? When did that? Who announced that? And then you get an Intercontinental title match with two people that have nothing to do with each other. That's what happens when there's no build around this camp, man. That's what happens. I mean, I know that they can do better with it. And I know Ricochet's a very capable champion. Yeah. But 
like you said, a champion means nothing without the competition. That's why Roman Reigns' title doesn't feel like it means anything at this point. Because he's already ran through everybody. I was everybody. about to say, but it's not that he didn't have, it's not that he doesn't have competition. It's that he cleaned out the locker room. Yeah, he ran through everybody in the past two years. Yeah. Everybody. And the people that they, that he hasn't technically ran through, the ones who can contend with him, they're not putting them in meaningful stories. I mean, I'm liking what they're doing with him and Drew McIntyre. How they get in each other's face, how they slug it out. If they just keep this going, then I think we should. I think we can have something here. But from what I hear, Roman Reigns may not be a full-time uh, performer too much longer. Well, they already said that they were trying to make him. They were trying to give him the Brock Lesnar treatment, which would be a not a very good move in my opinion. Because once he's gone, who do you have left? That's gonna, you know, even be half of the draw that he is. Even do half of the great work that. Well, he's they're doing. just saying that he's not gonna wrestle. He's still gonna show up. I hope he still shows up. Yeah, he's still gonna show up every week. He's just not gonna wrestle. He's probably gonna be dwindled down to wrestling the four times a year. I mean, I would hope that it's more than that, you know, and it's not just coming out there just talking every single week because. They could basically just keep him at home if they're going to do that. Well, he's got the Usos to throw under the bus every week. Yeah, that's true. So that's there. And, I mean, they got plenty of titles to use. They're just not using Mm -hmm. them. But we did have a couple of switch-ups and returns. So let's talk about one of the returns that happened. So we had Mustafa Ali face Veer Mahan, which Mm -hmm. he actually had an opponent this week, and it actually... Kind of was good, mm-hmm. not going to lie, uh, which we already knew was going to happen because Miz was the referee right. and Austin Theory was the one who made the match. Right. And uh, after he lost, after Mustafa Ali lost, first off, how is Veer taking orders from Austin Theory. Truth be told, I think it's a little too early to give him like an actual fight fight. You know, if they're going to build him up some kind of big unstoppable monster, I think he should just go ahead and uh, continue to take down uh, people we don't know for a while. No, I don't think I don't think that's the play. I think they should have just had him smash. Mustafa Ali. He's not a big name person or anything, but he's got enough of a name where I think he should start smashing people we recognize on the lower tier. Mm-hmm. People like Mustafa Ali and Drew Gulak and, you know, the people with the names that they're not going to do anything. Well, with. then they got to be squash matches, though. And there were, it was not a squash match this week. Definitely not. You know, that was more a competition than Veer Mahan's seen since he's been here. And that's not the way to continue to his dominant streak. But can we talk about this thing with Mustafa Ali and uh, The Miz and Austin Theory? Because what's the payoff here? Like, they're doing all this stuff with him. Usually when, you know, the face is humiliated and he's struggling and he's down, they'll eventually bring him back up. You know, I, I if it was anybody else, I could see him having a feud with Austin Theory for the United States title. But he's asking for his release. Right. So, like, are they just doing this to... 
I mean, he can still feud. He can still feud with Austin Theory and still not win. Okay, but you know, if you're just gonna take the entire feud of him just being screwed over, then. I don't really see the point. Right, because it's not making Austin Theory look any better unless he beats him clean. You know, uh, even if he doesn't beat him clean, you know, it's, it doesn't really make him look better. You know, he's got the Miz in his corner and everything. And, and fear. And, and he's just basically just using him as his whipping boy right now. Right, he's bullying He's everybody. He's, he's pretty much being bullied at this point. You're right. Right, and it doesn't Everybody's make busy. anybody look bad. Anybody look good. Yeah, it just makes him look bad. Right. That's what's happening. And I think that that's, that's the goal here, which, in my opinion, kind of sucks. But, you know, we we already talked about uh, Mustafa Ali. And, but anyway, and, uh, they they order him around. He puts him back in the, the, the clutch that he mm-hmm. has, and they're taking selfies. And then the Mysterios return. Mm-hmm. And uh, they beat up Veer, and I think this is leading to a six-man tag of... Mustafa Ali and the Mysterios against Miz, Theory, and Veer. Which sounds like a terrible team that they don't have anything in common. I'm not really here for that. I'm not really here to see the Mysterios and Mustafa Ali team together, to be honest with you. Uh, I guess I'm I'm just not here for this. I'm just not here for none of this. I'm not. This don't sit right with me. All right, so uh, Judgment Day, they took yeah. my advice and put Rhea in a pantsuit. <laughs> yeah, they're all dressed nice and everything. Now snappy. they are. I mean, they look good together. Yeah, they do. They do. You know, it's just when they start talking. And this is this is this is weird for Edge and everything. You know, he's usually not one that I would say is having mic work issues, but it's. And Rhea Ripley's, I'm going to, it's time for a total eradication. Well, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to some words here right now. Because right? you want to support them. I'm confused. They look cool. Things are, things right. seem like they should be clicking. Like this, this But is every usually, time they open their mouth. This is usually an up. Like, what, what's the problem here? And I'm, 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 I'm confused. And I don't really know how to put in the words that <coughs> I'm not really uh, supporting Edge's mic work right now. Uh, this is new foreign territory for me. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. All right, we are back. We're talking about Edge and Judgment Day. And uh, so after Edge and Judgment Day had their promo, we had AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. Mm -hmm. Well, Liv Morgan's cutting her promo in the back. She's talking to whoever the Mm -hmm. announcer person is. And Los Lotharios walk up on her. Oh, I thought we were on SmackDown. What are they doing here? Ask her if she wants to be on the kiss cam. Of course, AJ Styles then walk up, tell them to beat it. They got a match with him anyway. Then they ask her if she wants to team up with them, and she says, I'll think about it. Right. And then comes out with them anyway. Right. I guess she thought pretty quickly. (laughs) And they had a match with Los Lotharios, which I hope they stay a team because they're pretty good together. Yeah, I like Los Lotharios together. You know, they're really good. But I kind of like this pairing between AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. It's kind of like taking what they did in the past and, you know, kind of WWE-ifying it. You know, giving it a new twist. 
giving it something uh, different. I think that it actually would have worked with them if they weren't already feuding with Judgment Day. It's it's already deemed a failing team because they're enhancement talent for another faction. You know what I mean? Like we already know that they're not going to go over Judgment Day. We already know that. That's like not even a question. The problem here is I think that that team could have actually worked before Judgment Day. Liv Morgan, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor. They actually don't look bad together. They don't. You know, I, it's I like saw... the the Liv Morgan Riot Squad, mm-hmm. Finn Balor the Prince. And AJ, the Bullet Club leader, yeah, like I like, this. I like that. Yeah, I like this, and I'm actually looking forward to this feud. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I think that this shouldn't be a one-off. Yeah, let's keep this going. Cause actually, Judgment Day does need somebody to feud with, mm-hmm. and until they find whoever the fourth member is going to be, right. then I think that this could go, and the fourth member should debut on this team. Right. I, I like this. I like it too. I think that this could actually work. Just keep those microphones out of Judgment Day. I don't get it, Art. This is mind-boggling to me. Like, usually Edge plus microphone equals awesome. Normally. I mean, he is the guy who had his own talk show on network. I think what it is is... And then you got Damian Priest doing the creepy laugh. I think what it is is this is is not what I was expecting out of him. Okay, they 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 uh they took this character and they this whole time they've been building one character and every time he gets on the microphone here comes old Edge and it's like this is not the product we're buying right now you know we we like the the godlike yeah mountain of our mem- yeah mem- him tips. sitting in his big chair and everything you know we like that and age. then when he when he starts talking it's like you country bumpkins yeah you know he go he goes back to the insult comedy <laughs> I, I mean they're funny it's a fun they're they're, they're, they're funny one liners and zingers and everything like don't get me wrong it's just this isn't what I signed up for. This is not the edge that was included in the program. This is this isn't what you pitched to me. Right. This isn't this isn't what you sold us. This isn't a Kenny Chesney concert. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a Kenny Chesney concert. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just one of those things where they're, they they get. They made us believe that we were about to get a supernatural entity. Exactly. And we're not getting that. What we're getting is a cult leader. Yeah. Basically. We're getting like a a more stern Bray Wyatt. Pretty much. Yeah, I feel that. Without the powers or anything. Right. So that's we thought we he was gonna have powers. Or something. Yeah. Because he was like the lights going out and him popping up in front of people, beating right. up people in interviews and the the scales, a balance right. that he has with the skull ring. Right. I was liking the whole thing. Yeah, me I was too. I was, I was liking that. The presentation was different than what we're actually getting on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he just has to find the niche between where the character lies Yeah, and what he's used to doing. Because he seems to fall back into this routine of being the insulting heel. And don't get me wrong, I love that part of Edge. Like I love any almost anything about Edge. It just this ain't you know, one of this, them. this ain't what I was. This ain't what we was 
This time the Kenny Chesney concert. Well, it was promised, you know. This, this is somebody left field. And we thought we were going to get a completely different edge, and we're not. You know, pretty much. Uh, also on Raw was uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. The Cody countdown. Yeah. No, the countdown to Cody. They started that at the beginning of Raw, and two hours in, he was going to come out. I've never seen a countdown before. That's because they realized that every time Cody's on the screen, the ratings go up. So now they're going to be like, we're going to tell you when he's going to be <laughs> on the screen so the ratings could stay up. That's smart. That is smart. That's that's a Vince McMahon thing. That's a Vince thing, the Millennium Countdown. Yeah. I mean, Jericho's a genius for it, okay. for the countdown clock. But anyways, you know, it's it's official. Cody and Seth is out hell in a cell. And I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I hope the physicality intensifies. I hope that this turns into more of a blood feud and not, you know, those guys just coming out there Every week and gently riffing each other because that's what's been happening, you know. Seth's laugh too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean people got the laugh down packed in WWE. I don't know <laughs> what they've been practicing. Yeah, but they got the laughs down packed. But I don't want Seth to lose a third time. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like that's the thing. They painted themselves cool. in a hole here. Yeah, it's cool them building Cody and all of that stuff. But this that's what I'm talking about at the expense of other people. It's cool for you to lose twice and then move on. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's cool. People do right. it all the time. This should have been it if we're yeah, going to do sh- that. That should have been it. But now this is his third This is third few in a row that's like three match deep feuds. The one with Ray was three match deep. Great. The one with uh, Edge, Edge three match deep. And, and this one is three match deep. Right. So I'm not saying that he can't do it, and I'm not saying that he doesn't recover from it. I just don't want to see it, you know. If uh, they were gonna do, if he was gonna get shut out, then they should have stopped it at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. At I two. think Seth needs this win, but at the same time, Cody should definitely not be taking this loss either. You know, he's just coming back. He's starting to get his foot back in the door, building up the momentum with him. So I see a a, a return. I, I I don't know what they're gonna do. I see a, a it's got it's the only that's the only bailout that they have is somebody returning, and so it just gets thrown out. Another hell in a cell gets thrown out. They're I mean they're we're used to it now. I'm not used to it. I hate when that happens. That sucks. We've had one every year for the past three years get thrown out. I'm not looking forward to this. I don't want to see another throwing out hell in a cell. These are no disqualification matches, Art. Well, I'm saying Hell in the Cell shouldn't be his own pay-per-view to begin with. Exactly. They should be using they should be used for the blood feud. Exactly. And that's not what it's being used for, so Right. You might as well use it to your advantage if you're not gonna use it the right way. I guess. What else? I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh but there are a couple other things that's going on. Uh number one what is what? Why are they doing regular things with the twenty four seven title? For one, okay, so they have Dana Brooke come up with the title, run into r truth. r truth says he files her divorce to, from Reggie. Uh, now he's like, well, since all that's over, I want my baby back, and then he chases her, and then they run into Carmella, 
And then he makes a deal with Carmella. If you help me get the title back, I'll help you get revenge or whatever. The f- like, it me, used to be entertaining. That's the and thing. Now, it's not entertaining anymore. That's the thing. I think this title kind of might have all run its course, to be honest with you. Like, you know where I think they messed up? Putting it on a girl. I mean, I can, I can see it. I don't think that that's a problem. If you're not going to have other girls chasing her that could potentially pin her. What I think the problem is that it's just not entertaining anymore. It's not funny anymore. We loved it at first and it's just not funny anymore. And I would personally rather they drop it because even our truth's not that funny anymore to me. I'm not really laughing at uh, the stuff he's doing right now with the with the wedding and uh, he's the the minister and everything. I'm still laughing at Archie. I'm not. He's still a treasure to me. It's just that number one, if you're not gonna have people chasing them around, like remember when they used to have title changes on Facebook, right, and things like yeah. that, like it was unpredictable, right. The unpredictability is completely gone. Mm. We're having regular matches for it. That's the thing. I don't think we're using have... it to cut promos. No one's went for a pinfall in two weeks since Reggie tried to pin her, and then she wants a divorce. Since yeah, since since the they, I guess that was like right after the wedding. I was like a week after the wedding. Exactly. Nobody's tried to pin anybody. They're just letting her walk around. Dude. What happened to the that when R Truth had to hide in the lampshade, <laughs> hiding in caskets and stuff? That's what, that's what I said. It's just not entertaining anymore. Not to me, anyways. I'm not really liking it anymore. That's, I think the mystique's kind of worn off. That's one of the things that's really driving me crazy. Is like when we really start to like something, they're like. Time to get rid of that. I mean, it can only go on for so long to where it's not funny anymore. Like, that happens with everything. You know, there's there's only so many things that you can do creatively that are good to where you run into things that are bad and you hit a dry spell trying to come up with something good. So then what do you do? Do you just get rid of it or I, do you try to reinvent it or what do you do? That's what, that's what I think that the... That's what you do. You try to reinvent it or you get rid of it. And if they're going to reinvent it, then they got to do something completely new, something different, something something that brings the Breeze life back into the 24-7 title. Or they should just scrap it. Yeah. I you know, got to have a good idea here somehow. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where to, where to take it at this point. Well, that's not for us to figure out, Art. That's their job. Okay, so <laughs> what do you think they do with the women's tag team title since they've been basically vacated and they announced it? I think that this is the right time to go ahead and scrap them, to be honest with you. There's barely a women's tag team division as it is, and it's not a tag team division anymore. You can't have a tag team division without tag teams, Art. You just can't do it. They're kind of essential in the tag team division. You know, I think it might be time to just go ahead and uh, retire them. Just lay them all down. Okay, uh, Lacey, he- Lacey Evans going to Raw and teetering the line between face and heel. I don't I don't get what to deal with that. Like, the, the word is that she was going to move to Raw and be a heel 
which was completely preposterous because they brought her back to SmackDown and made her human, you know, with all her stories and everything, made her more sympathetic. We can relate to Lacey Evans now, and they're just going to scrap that and they're going to do something else. I don't, I don't get that. Why? WWE being WWE, everything works until it doesn't work. They didn't even get a chance to work, though. Like, this is literally one of the first few times we've actually seen her live. You know, ever all the other mother, there's just videos and stuff. You know, she, was this the first time she was in front of a live audience since being back? Uh, did they bring her back to SmackDown at all? I believe she came out on SmackDown, but all she did was come out and wave and go back. Oh. Like she like, was at first. First time talking in front of a live audience? Yes. Thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, like, remember when she first came out, she'd come out in those Southern Belle dresses yeah. and just strut out and then yeah. go back in? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't get the deal with them bringing people back without direction. Speaking of bringing people back without direction, Alexa Bliss. I don't know what's going on here either. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like, can We're we just so confused. The doll, please, like, do, do we need her? I don't think we need the doll. You know, she can even have the new persona without the doll. They bring her back looking regular finally. But she's regular makeup, Lily. but she still got Lily. She still got, she still wears like half evil clothes. Like, and then her music is what it was before, mixed with the Lily persona. Like they're trying to, to do both here. I don't think you can do both at the same time. I think that's what it is. They're trying to do both, yeah, doing and I don't think that they can do of... both. Like, these are two completely different characters, Art, and I don't think it's going to work if you try to merge, merge them. them together. It's just not clicking. I want to give it a little while longer. You know, Alexa Bliss is usually pretty good with characters and on the mic and everything. You know, I'm, I'm willing to, to see where this goes, but right now I don't think it's going anywhere fast. And we also got Sonya Deville being kicked out of her authority place. I like, uh, I liked what they were doing with Sonya Deville, or with her being the heel uh, person in the authority place or whatever. I thought she was entertaining. Glad to see her back in the ring. You know, I just hope that uh, they start to get a little build behind her, because Sonya Deville, when pushed correct, when pushed right, could be. Something big in the women's division, I think. It's not like they don't need something big in the women's division right now because I think that they do. That's why I, I didn't see why they didn't send her over to fight Ronda Rousey. They need a big, big, big name over there right now to fight Ronda Rousey. Now, see, what I figured is, is if she could have used the authority stroke Against mm-hmm. Ronda, like she used against Bianca, I can I can understand that. That would have been, that would have been even better because it would have made Ronda look like y'all wanted her to look. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. But speaking of Ronda Rousey, let's talk about the the SmackDown Women's Division right now, which they're Ronda's trying to change the name of. 
the SmackDown championship, championship title. Division. I I don't get this. Like that 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 name really doesn't ring bells for me. And I don't understand why, you know, they have to change the SmackDown women's title. You know, why she's trying to change that. You know, it's literally a title women on SmackDown challenge for. You know, I don't get it. You know, why? what's wrong with that? I don't know. I you think know? they're just trying to set it apart, so to speak. But, oh, and see, people dislike her, man. I think it's best to just turn her heel, but that's not how people are reacting to her. I mean, it's kind of easy to dislike her when they cater to her and they do stuff like this. Like, she's too good to just be the champion of the women on SmackDown. She has to be the champion of the entire show. Like, why are they doing that? You know, I don't like, mess. this is I not against call it. This is nothing. Against I'm a Ronda fan, right? And but this is nothing. People hate her. This is and nothing re- against her. And the reason honest. I know people hate her is because when I bring her up or defend her, people get even more mad. So I know that they hate her. It's the way she's presented. It's not really her fault. It's WWE. But see, I think it's both because. For some reason, to me, she makes a better heel. But WWE does not, either her or WWE, does not want her to be a heel. I don't think she wants to be a heel, to be honest. You know, she wants to come out there smiling and being happy and waving at us. And I think that she wants us to wave back. Like, everybody in unison, wave back. And that's not the way it works. I'm sorry, it's not the way it works. Not everybody's going to like you. No, put your hand down. <laughs> I think I think from what I hear online and things of that nature, you know, just to me anyway, I think that's what's going on here. You know, yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, we kind of might have hurt her feelings a little bit when we were booing her and everything last time, you know, before she went heel. I think that was the best run she had. And I think that's because she was mad at us because we booed her. I think that's the best run she you know, had I think, as a heel. I remember more lines from her promos then as a heel than I do from anything else. Yeah, I think I remember seeing like on WWE TV some time ago to where she's... It was like said that she still hasn't forgiven us for booing her or whatever. Her, but no, she what must not. In her hometown. She must not have forgiven them for booing her in her hometown at Survivor Series when she was supposed to be the face and Charlotte was supposed to be the heel. But people loved Becky so much that when Becky couldn't compete in that match and she gave Charlotte her place, like Mm -hmm. it just transferred over to Charlotte. For Mm -hmm. some reason, they just wasn't ready to accept Ronda as being that the guy. I don't think as that I, people. Call it, or, I don't think that people are ready to accept that now, and I think that's the problem. The WWE is trying to make us accept this, and we just don't want to. You know, like on commentary every week, Michael Cole sings her praises. Got to bring, got to bring up the fact that she broke Charlotte's arm. 
Gotta gotta take every opportunity you can to mention how great Ronda Rousey is. And, and make that sure that of, you know she didn't lose or exactly. she made her tap out. And that can get annoying. You know, we get it. You know, you, you want her to be at the top of the division. And I guess we can't do anything about it, but we don't have to like it. Well, that, that's the thing. You can do what you want, but we don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. I don't it. have to like it. The people that, that don't like it don't have to like it. You know, you can like whatever you want, because apparently you do for some reason. But, you know. Because <laughs> I like Ronda Rousey. I think that's what it is. They're trying to, you know, it's the same thing they did with Roman. You know, you're going you're gonna to love this guy. This is the guy. You have to like this same guy. Same thing and they did with Rob. Exactly. And, and you tell Things us what to like, to... and we don't like it so much. Don't tell us what to do. <laughs> Things have to happen organically. Pretty much. You know what I mean? And Ronda Rousey was organically built in the UFC and in MMA, but, you know... It's kind of the world in the saw, Yeah, the world saw that she, she doesn't know how to take a loss. She doesn't know how to take losses. She's a sore loser. The world saw it, and the world dropped her. And WWE is forcing us to remember how great Ronda Rousey was. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You know, I think that's what it is. The death, the end. Of I the know day. that's what it is for you, and I think I, I would. Some people would agree with me. Yeah, some probably would. I'm always gonna love Ronda Rousey. I always respect what she's done. I definitely what she's res- brought to the table. I think she's got so much better in the ring, especially since she first came. Don't get it twisted. She At was all. she was reckless in the ring yeah. in the beginning, and I and part of me kind of thinks that she deserved that beating that she got from Charlotte at Survivor Series. Like, with that, don't get it twisted at all. I definitely respect Ronda Rousey's accomplishments in the UFC, and she is and in a, WWE. In the, w, in the WWE, she is she's a big name draw. I understand this. Like, do not get it twisted at all. She's I don't even think she's a bad wrestler. This is not me against Ronda Rousey. This is the way that she's it's being you, presented. It's you against the machine. Pretty much. That's mis- pushing Ronda Rousey. Pretty much. Pretty much. That, that's, the, that's the thing that kind of annoys me sometimes. If they would just let her be, you know, just a person have on the... Have good matches. Yeah, just have good matches and, you know, just you know, let her, her, uh, her stuff speak for herself. Then maybe it wouldn't be like that. Maybe if you didn't have to... You know, hear about how awesome she is on commentary every week and have to see her, you know, go Terminator sometimes in matches. You know, I still don't understand how, you know, she just eats Kindle stick shots of Charlotte Flair and then just turns around, takes both Kindle sticks from her, and then Charlotte Flair turns around and starts running away from her. Like, it's just I, a presentation to me. You know? She's the bomb. Isn't she? I don't think so. She's the greatest, right? No, I don't think so. I think so. She's and the best. What I was talking about with the SmackDown Women's Division is... Now that Charlotte Flair is gone... They pretty much have nobody there to believably step up to her. That's probably why they were trying to use Sasha Banks. Because they don't have anybody else. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, she faced uh, Ronda Rousey this week. That and, was a new. Yeah, and to Ronda's credit, you know, she uh, she took the, the beating in the match. Raquel Rodriguez was 
pretty much dominating Ronda Rousey the entire match. Like, I don't ever think I've ever seen Ronda Rousey dominated like that in the WWE ring. And that's including matches with Charlotte Flair. You know, Raquel Rodriguez got 85% of that offense off, and Ronda didn't even really beat her, beat her. She rolled her up. You know, so that was something new, and that was something that, uh, I don't know, might, uh, Sway my opinion someday if I continue to do things like that. You know, maybe take away the super, the superhuman booking every once in a while. You know, in the ring and whatnot. I think it was good. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. But like I said, uh, there's nobody really believable to face Ronda Rousey. You know, you got Shotzi Blackheart. You got Aaliyah. Uh... If they're gonna do Shayna Baszler, they're gonna have to put the machine behind her. The same thing as Natalia, you know, because like they're believable challengers. It's just that neither one of them is really doing anything right now, momentum wise. You know, they they're in a tag team. You know, they don't really have singles. Super yeah, star that's momentum. the thing. When you start taking people out of their singles run, putting them in tag teams, and then make the tag team terrible. Exactly. That's what happens, man. Like, I don't know what they're going to do with uh, to have Ronda, who, who they're going to have Ronda Rousey face. Unless Bailey's coming back sometime soon, which I don't want to rush her. You know, I saw the tweet. You idiots don't know what injury, how injuries work. <laughs> we know how injuries work, Bailey. <laughs> we just missed you. We're just ready for you to come back. We need, need you to bring some of that spice back. Ding dong. Hello. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you got anything else for this week? Yeah, man, that's all I got for real, unless you want to... You want to talk get... about uh, Ric Flair coming out of retirement and Ricky the Dragon, Steve Boat, and all the other stuff? For what I hear, it's going to be a six-man tag team match under Jim Crockett Promotions. It's going to be Ric Flair and FTR and Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat and the Rock and Roll Express. And they're going to uh, they're gonna uh, stream it on Fight TV, I think. I ain't here for this, man. Um, I'm not saying that I'm going to probably watch this, you know, because like you said, I'm not really here for this either, you know, to see the match personally. You know, I'm not... You can't stop a person from doing what they want, though. Especially guys like Ric Flair. Like, who are we to tell him that he can't wrestle anymore and he basically... Built you know, this game. You know, gave his life to pro wrestling. He did. And he deserves to go out exactly the way he wants to. Yeah, If he that's... wants to have one last match, I understand. But I understand the, mm-hmm. the athlete mentality. Right. Nobody ever thinks they're done. No yeah. one. Yeah. Everybody always thinks they can do it until the day they die. You mm-hmm. never are... If you have that mentality in your head, you're never going to ever say, oh, I can't do it anymore. I mean, for a you lot of people... You might say, I can't do it to the to the extent that I used to. Right. For a lot of people, pro wrestling's all they know. You know, they spent their lives in pro wrestling. Years and years, decades upon decades. If you're Ric Flair and mm-hmm. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, you know, this this this, this their thing, man. This and their they deserve niche. the payday. I right. might I might buy it just just to support, but right. it's just the point, dog. I don't I don't wanna see this. I don't wanna see nobody getting accidentally messed up no. or hurt or 
I like the fact that it's a six-man tag now. You know, that means that FTR could really do a lot of the brunt of uh, the hard, hard work. And, you know, they still got the Rock and Roll Express on the other side. You know, they wrestle, you know, semi-regular, semi-regularly, uh, you know, so... They're in uh, regularly. regularly, you know, they're in a uh, in-ring condition and everything. So I like that it's a six-man tag match now. You know, Fla- Rick Flair doesn't have to do a lot, a lot of work. Or Rickety Dragon Steamboat on the other side of the ring. Uh, I guess we just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Anyway, if that's all you got, bro, tell them where to reach you, then. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. Matt Lindsay six seventy seven on Instagram. Our dog one on Instagram. Our dog three on Twitter. And thank you guys for listening to the Sons of Legends. Of course, we'll be back next week to talk about all the stuff that's going down. Hopefully, we have more news about this Sasha yeah, Banks Naomi I can't thing because it's hear. very interesting, and I can't wait to see what else happens. But thank you guys for listening to the Sons of Legends. We'll holler at you guys next week. Thank you. Peace.